Blog Talk Radio. by Jamie Lee Thurston. He is an indie artist that I interviewed on this show 
couple of years ago, and he has gone on to do great things just like I knew he would. This is Off the Chain. I am your host, Yvonne Mason, and my co-host tonight is Ian Bush. He and I have known each other for many, many years. He is an absolute wonder. He's like one of my children. He is a Michigan native, and he's been writing stories for 13 years. His first indie published novella, This Story Has Soul, was released in 2010. He is the winner of the Two Moon Press 2012 contest for his novella, Wishes for the World Around You. His work can be found in the anthology Satan's Holiday, which I compiled, Shadows and Light, number one, two, and four, A Merry Scary Christmas, which I also compiled, Spectral Hauntings 2, Don't Look Back, Blessings from the Darkness, which our friend Nicholas Grabowski compiled, Devolution Z in 47 through 16, a David Bowie tribute anthology. He also co-authored a novella, Guidelines for Immortality, with Ron Brown, and he can be found on Facebook under n.bush.author or at Amazon. You can also email him at ncbush at gmail.com. So, Ian, we have both been Hey, y'all. How you doing? Appreciate that, Yvonne. You're welcome. You know you're like one of my youngins. I've known you forever and a day. I'm in. I always try to be your favorite, too, but, you know, it happens. I know you have a lot of children. you got to give a lot of love, right? Well, yeah, you know, there's there's always room in my heart for more children, and each one of you are my favorite because you're all unique in your own way. Think yeah. about that oh, one yeah. for a minute. In fact, last night I got a, a message from another adopted youngin, and she said, I shattered my phone, and here's my new number. And I said, how'd you shatter your phone? And she said, long story. I said, oh, no, 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 no. You don't tell me long story and then move on. That's not the way that, how long you known me. So I called her, and I said, okay, forget the cliff notes. What's going on? Well, we talked for about an hour, and she said, I said, now, this is the deal. What other people do or do not do is out of your control. So when you have grown-ass people in your life, they make their own decisions, and they live with those decisions. So you just move on from it. It doesn't matter if they're your children or not. And I said, don't make me come to Georgia. She said, I know that's one of the things when I was younger, you used to scare me to death. She said, I respected you, but you scared me to death. I said, as it should be. So. Well, and if you don't go to Georgia, we know that we'll send, you'll send the uh, pigs after us. So. Yeah, exactly. And the monkeys and, and everything, all the other and animals everything. that you're controlling. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have a – before we get into the show real good, I got a phone call from my my daughter in Georgia one night, and she said – actually, she texted me. She said, are you up? I said, yeah. She says, I got a story to tell you tomorrow. I said, oh, no, wait a minute. It, you do not, you you don't, you you don't do, it, it, no. So I called her, I said, what's going on? She said, well, the police just left my house. I said, did what? And this is like 1030 at night. She said, yeah, the police just left my house, seven of them. I said, okay, which one of the grandchildren got locked up? She said, none of them. I said, then why were the police at your house? She said, there was a knock on the door, and my grandson, whose name is Cherokee, answered the door, and this cop said, we're here to get David. And Cherokee said, David who? 
they the, the female cub said, "We know David's in there, and we're, we're here to get him." So Cherokee turns to his mother and he says, "Mama, come here. There's cops at the door." So my daughter, being my daughter, goes to the door. She says, "What do you want?" She said, "We know David's in there, and we're coming. We we need, we're here to lock him up." She said, "David, who? And there's nobody by David. The name of David in this house." So they looked at Cherokee and they said, "Is your name David?" And he said, "No, my name's Cherokee." And the cop said, no, it isn't. So in the meantime, my grandson pulls his ID out of his pocket, and he said, here's my ID. And the cop said, well, I guess it is. He said, how did you get the name Cherokee? Well, Brandy proceeded to tell him that she lost a $20 bet, that when she was in labor, she kept saying she was going to have a little girl. And I kept saying, no, you're going to have a little boy. And when you have this little boy, his name's going to be Cherokee John Austin. Well, she lost the bet. So she asked them, she says, why do you think somebody by the name of David in this house? And they said, because that man down there in that building said he was here. And she said, well, that man is my husband and there's no David here. And the female cop said, so you're going to go down there and call your husband a liar? She said, you bet I am. So she walks down to the building and she said, who the hell is David and what the hell's going on? And he said... I don't know. They just asked me if I knew Marissa, and I said yes, that it was Cherokee's former girlfriend. Well, long story short, the address that they had was my daughter's address because my grandson's former girlfriend had hooked up with this guy, and that was the only alleged address they had. So in the meantime, the cops had already left the premises, and I said, Brandy, okay, this is the deal. Give me what you know. So she gave me what she knew. And in five minutes, I had an address of where the boy was and a picture of him because they didn't even have a picture. Now, they said they had been on his Facebook page. If they had been on his Facebook page, they would have known my grandson was not their their suspect. So I sent Brandy the photo, and I sent her the address, which was in Jenkinsburg, Georgia, and I said, he's down at his sister's house in Jenkinsburg. I said, I guarantee it. I said, send the your police officer this address and this photo so she did well the next day she gets an email from this female cop and she says says thank you for your help we uncovered an address in Jenkinsburg and we got him you uncovered the address in Jenkinsburg because I provided it because she had already told them that her mother was a bounty hunter and she would find him in five minutes and they didn't believe definitely, it definitely keep us honest in that regard we're, uh, we're on your good side it's a good day and if we're on your bad side you will find us if you're on my bad side it's a very bad day but not for me <laughs> So, so I agree with to, you, though. I, I, I hate when people do that to me, too. I, one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone says, hey, I need to talk to you, but we'll talk about it later. Because I'm yeah, going to be really? sitting there thinking about that all day long. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm going, no, don't do not do. Pick up the phone and call me. So I, I, t- I told my adopted by design daughter this story and I said so you do understand that if you don't do what I'm telling you to do not only will I find you I will find you in places that you don't know that you are and I will show up and knock on your door and you won't even know I'm in town she said I know 
my um, other so adopted. Is that how you find our guests, Yvonne? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you bounty hunt our guests onto the show? Sometimes I do, yeah. My other <laughs> daughter years ago disappeared, and nobody knew where she was. And I told Brandy, I said, okay, where was she going? And she said, well, Mama said she was going down to Titusville or daytime. And I said, okay, give me five minutes. So five minutes later, I uh, I told Brandy, I said, I know where she is. Where's, what's her phone number? So she gave me her phone number. So I called her and I said, uh, Renee, I'll be to your house. I'll be up there where you are in about an hour and a half. She goes, do what? I said, I know where you are, and I will be up there in about an hour and a half. She called Brandy. She said, are you kidding me? Mama found me. She said, Renee, I told you. Mm-hmm. So, Even though they, I think... I think you're you're getting a little rusty on your game, Yvonne. I think five minutes is a little too long for you, right? You can, you can well, it, make that two or three minutes, right? Well, it depends on how much information I've got. One guy, <laughs> Sam's, and I didn't even know his name, and it took about three minutes, but I didn't even know his name. So, yeah, it, it just depends, and it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... it's it it is a fun job. I would go back into it full time if I could do it down here in Florida without being a bail bondsman. I don't want to be a bail bondsman. I don't want to lock them up, then let them out, and then have to go find them. No, because if I'd have to do that, they would not go back to jail in in the same um, shape they were in when they left. <laughs> they'd have a few black eyes and a bloody nose and busted lip. Yeah, they'd it's a bad day for everybody involved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who do not know, we are bringing this show back. This show ran for almost five years, and it ran during a very turbulent time in my life. I had lost my granddaughter. I was losing my husband. I lost my father. I was losing my mother. I was losing my best friend. So, in five years' time, we took this show to... 200 and some odd different countries with over 500,000 listeners. We sent indie artists to the top of the charts simply because they were on this show. All of the indie artists that I've had on this show not only have gone to the top of the charts, but they have won awards on top of awards. I am very proud of this show and, and what this show did for all of you all. That being said, I want you all to contact me. You can contact me either on the Facebook page at Yvonne Mason or you can contact me at mason 84 at yahoo.com if you want to be on the show. I promise I won't eat you for dinner. Only on the second Thursday of each week and there's only one in each week. So there you go. But you will be better for it. And and, and tell them, it is it is fun on this show. We don't do a scripted show, so we never nope. know where the show's going to go. But I think the only thing I... that we script is uh, the bios. We we say, hey, this is the bio, and we go from there. We do questions off top of our head, and we go where the river takes us. Exactly. And the hour goes by so fast. We've had You and I both have had first-timers on this show that go, what are we going to talk about for an hour? And then when we say, you're not going to believe this in five minutes, our hour will be up. They're going, what? They, they just, you, they don't if you get don't it. know, then you know when you come on the show. That's a fact. Exactly. Because it, it just, things, one thread leads to another thread, which leads to another thread. 
and pretty soon you're talking about things and people are going, Yvonne, where did you find that out? You forget what I did for a living, people. <laughs> and, then, and then before you know it, you're weaving a good tra- uh, tapestry of, of stories and experiences and thought-provoking ideas, and it's, it's a good time. So. It is. It, it is a whole lot of fun, and and people get people get the ease on this show because number one, we don't judge. Far be it from us to be a judgmental person, because let he who is without sin cast that first stone. Mm-hmm. So, just to catch everybody up to speed, the last book I wrote, The Mad Hatter, that was the last book that I published before my husband died. And then I published one about grief after or while he was dying. It was after my sister had died and my granddaughter had died. And I used a lot of different folks for that. And then I did a Do You Dare um, short story. But to to have published a book book, I, I haven't published anything. I've published several short stories for AMR anthologies, Andrea Rhodes, who I absolutely adore. And the the two that are out now is Shattered Silence and Buried Secrets. Now, Ian, I don't know if you've read the one in Shattered Silence since it first came out, but the name of that story is Granny Assassin. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch that one. I'm going to have to go snag that up. <laughs> It we just released it, but when it when um it's a thriller, and when she said, "What is the title of your of your story?" It was still a work in progress, and it, the 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 title just went, "Yeah, that that would explain the whole thing." There's there's a pig farm involved. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> we we must be on a theme because my uh, latest work in progress is a granny killer who makes the uh, best vegetables in town. We won't say what's in the fertilizer. Nice. So the secret yeah. to the fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> we have our next anthology. You must have a grandpa or a grandma, and they must uh, do terrible things for the betterment of the world. Nice. <laughs> I like that. I do. I do. See, ladies and gentlemen, this is why Ian comes on as my co-host, because he and I think quite a lot alike. Now, the one called Buried Secrets, which came out in, I want to say April or May, the, my story in that one is called The Lady in Red. And that one, I pulled in my my artwork and my um thought processes on when I'm I'm putting colors together and what I use to make those colors. So when you read that one, that one's really going to blow your mind. Yeah, your latest uh, painting's really good. For those who don't know um, about your artwork, I'm, I was pretty impressed. That was definitely something that I'd, I'd throw on my wall one day. Well, thank you very, very much. I have sold paintings right off of my wall. In fact, my uh, my girlfriend's grandson came to my house when I was I was on a photography trip and doing a shoot for the for the Senate, and he had come to visit his grandmother because she sits with the dogs and she sent me a text. She said, "Yvonne, uh, Dustin wants to buy some paintings, but he doesn't know if you want to sell them or not." I said, "Which ones does she want?" 
And so she, she showed me the painting. She sent me pictures of the paintings. I said, okay. She says, he'll give you $100 for the whole lot of them. There were about five different paintings. I said, done. Yeah. So then when I, when I got home, there were some more paintings that he wanted. And I said, well, you pick what you want. Well, I had this huge 36 by 40 canvas that I had done that I was very, very proud of. And it was a steam engine coming out of the, um, out of the Badlands. And it had wolves up on the mountain, and, and all you have is the silhouette, and they're up against this full moon, and this steam engine's coming out of the Badlands. And he said, is that one for sale? And he said, you don't have to if you don't want to. It was my favorite painting. I will never get that painting that way again because you don't paint the same thing the same way two times in a row. It's like writing a book. And I said, Dustin... Because it is you, because I'm so proud of you, and because I know the journey you've been on. His mother died the year that my sister died, and then his uh, his brother was murdered the next year in a, in a home invasion. So he's, he's had a journey, and I said, you can have this painting. And I said, but if you ever decide that you want to get rid of it, please bring it back to me. Well, honey, I want you to know he took that painting home and put it on the wall and dared anybody to touch it. <laughs> so, my paintings are getting around, I'm telling you. Yeah. But no, I'm I've been watching it. It's been, a, it's, been a good, uh, it's been a good little story to watch unfold, and it's definitely been something that I've been keeping an eye on. So. Well, <laughs> it's, it's that, that one is called The Train of Freedom. Because I started it this past weekend, and I, I don't know where it came from, but it that one wanted to be painted that way. So it's like the books, you know, the books want to be written like they want to be written. Mm-hmm. So that's the way the art works. We don't write the books. Other people tell us how to write the books, and they're not always uh, physical people in our in our life, are they? <laughs> no. In fact, I'm working on one now for this for AMR publishing that is a horror story, but it's, it's, it's more Polish horror. It's not, it, well, you know, when I write horror, I don't do in your face horror because I believe everybody should feel the fear without it being thrown in their face. And I don't know where this is going because I'm trying to take it one way. And the protagonist is saying, Mm-mm, no, not happening. Captain. It's going a different way. Turn the ship around, right? <laughs> Turn yeah. the ship. We're 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 flowing somewhere else. Because hey, speaking of flowing, yeah. I I think we've already uh we've already made history, right? Well, how, how have we made history already, Yvonne? Okay, we made history because I'm sitting here with the outer bands of Hurricane Elsa coming up the Florida Straits. You're on your way from a weekend of revelry with friends, <laughs> so you're traveling, and I'm sitting here waiting on my power to go out if, if the outer bands is, see it's gotten real still out so that tells me that it's thinking you know Elsa is just not going to let it go <laughs> to be fair if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to celebrate in Revely, it has to be for the 4th of July I mean, that's, that's, that's the true. best one to go to that is very the, the, very the best very excuse to, to have some uh, rambunctious times well, and, and everybody needs to just get away and regroup because oh, yeah. this this last year of being a year of insanity, 
it is time for people to stop living in fear and start living because I'm, I can promise you, ladies and gentlemen, you keep living in fear. And then when somebody you love dies from one of the illnesses that all of a sudden miraculously went away when the year of insanity started or something happened, you're going to say, I wish I had a, so uh, people, it is what it is. You need to hang on to your loved ones because I guarantee you, at any day, on any given day, it can happen in a blink of an eye. So those those grown children that are telling their parents, you can't come see the grandkids unless you're vaccinated, oh, will you rue that day? Because when you no longer have those parents, you're going to say, I wish I had so remember that. That's why we're off the chain. Exactly. <laughs> Here <it comes. laughs> Just saying. Just. Uh, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit quietly at the uh, at the corner table. I'm gonna let you let you go on that one, Yvonne. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sitting here, and I'm, I'm. It just struck me. I am 70 years old. And I listen to some to friends of mine who say, well, my children say this and my children say that and my children won't let me. I said, excuse me, your children won't let you do what? Well, my children <laughs> won't. And I said, wait, who's the parent here? And who's the child? Right. And so I yeah, well, we kids, don't we don't raise our kids like we used to. I mean, now, now I never stopped. Can... I never stopped raising mine. My children don't dare tell yeah. me what to do because they won't be, they'll be slurping their food. They won't be chewing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I think that's one of the biggest things I learned, too, was, um, you know, in the beginning uh, when this all happened, um, I was working at a place that was pretty busy that changes uh, of that caliber are, are very, very disruptive and dynamic and um you know, I, I learned a lot in the beginning. I learned the value of communication. I learned that the, the way that we do and conduct business um, could change for the better for those that may not have the same uh, opportunities that I do to leave the house and actually go physically to work. And then, uh, you know, when we started doing the big quarantines, that's when I started learning, you know, it it. it there is a power to just calling somebody on the phone and talking to them for a couple of minutes. And we don't do yep. that enough because we get all caught up in the hustle and bustle. So in the beginning I was, I was very like, wow, this is an experience. I'm learning so much. And then when we did the uh, 30th opportunity of two weeks to flatten the curve, that's when I'm like, okay, the experience can be over now. I've learned everything <laughs> I need to learn. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need. I don't need to live this lifestyle anymore. <laughs> well, when it when all this first started, in I told my social media, I said, "Okay, from someone who has lived through the Korean War, Vietnam." The '60s, and yes, I remember the '60s, and yes, I was there. Um, the the Kent University killings, presidents that can't get out of their own way, Congress that forgot how to get out of their own way, who think that being in Congress is a life's work and not just a moment in time, and all the other stuff that I have lived through, 18 years of abuse, stupid husbands, widowhood, the first thing that I told everybody was this. 
Number one, the suicide rate is going to triple. Number two, domestic abuse and child abuse is going to go through the roof. Number three, you're going to have murders out the door. And number four, the mental health of the people in this country is going to diminish to blithering idiots. And you know what? My life was threatened. They told me I was stupid. But guess what? All of that came to fruition because we are social animals. You can't confine people and expect them not to go out of their minds or off the reservation. It just it doesn't happen. So I hope they learn a the lesson here. I think that's the hardest thing for artists too is that uh, when you're when you're your method of communication is art and you don't have a work in progress that you're happy to talk about, or you don't have your latest and greatest book that people have read and reviewed and told you how they feel about it. You know, it, it's a whole other form of quarantine. It's an author. Quarantine. It is. It, it, I, so that's I, why I always really enjoyed this show because we get the people excited about these things that are coming up and we've been doing it for so long and I get excited just hearing how excited they get. I remember uh, one of my favorite interviews, and I'll even name drop if that's okay. I don't know. I, that might be that might be too much, but um, no, name uh, drop, Ross, name Ross Cooper. When yeah. uh, we were talking to that young man, and him and I were, were vibing on the same rock music, I still talk to him to this day about man, we we made some we made a magical moment on that show, and he's doing great. He uh, was touring in Texas. Uh, just recently, and I wish I would have went to a show, um, but I didn't get a chance to do it. But it was so cool. I, I was like, you know, that that's the stuff that gets us out of the bed in the morning. That's stuff that's important. This show is important. I'm so glad that, you know, we took a little bit of time to recognize what that void was in our life. And then when we recognized what the void was, you and I both were like, yeah, it's, it's time. It's time to pick this back up again because I think more – than ever, these are the connections and the people that we need in our lives right now to get us through what we need to get through. And we'll just keep trucking along until the COVID days and the COVID nights are over and the nightmare will be over. And but honey, until then, another, we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can do, you know? It'll be another new nightmare, but, but I refuse oh, yeah. to allow the nightmare to take over my life. Because I am I'm on the downside of life now. You think about it. I'm 70 years old. Anything can happen on any given day. But I'm not going quietly into that dark night, I guarantee you. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, it, it doesn't matter what come what may, whatever nightmare is next, you, you and I are doing what we need to do to make sure that the people feel that connection, feel that exactly. love, and feel that, that admiration. So I'm I'm proud of us. I know our our listeners are proud of us, and I'm really excited to start this show with you. Well, or start it back up, anyways. Start it back <laughs> up. Yeah, take two. Uh, tomorrow night, Christopher Plain, mm-hmm. the music god's going to be in. So I want everybody to join us tomorrow night at eight o'clock. Ian knows Chris. Chris yeah, Plain knows he knows more about music than any other human being I have ever known in my life. And I'm not just talking about the latest and greatest. I'm talking about going back decades, back to the 50s and the 60s. And 
he supports indie art. I mean, this man is absolutely amazing when it comes to music. Is he not? No, he really is. I, I remember when I was talking to him a couple of times, I thought he was just making stuff up to mess with me. I had to I had to do my own little research and be like, man, he can't know that much intimate detail about these artists. And sure enough, the man the man knows his stuff. He does, and he he has a mind like a steel trap. So tomorrow night at eight o'clock, join us for that one. And then Thursday night, do you remember Tim a- Tim Ahern? Sounds familiar. I'm not gonna lie, but that was two years ago. You know, I'm getting up in my old age too, Yvonne. <laughs> Oh no, you're still you're still a you're still a wee one. Anyway, Thursday night Tim will be here. He started out with me years ago when I first started on this journey. And what people may or may not know, Ian, is myself and a handful of indie artists broke that stigma of oh you're self-published you can't be good because nobody will pick you up we broke that mold ladies and gentlemen there were about seven of us and all of us are still around and and because of us all these other wonderful indie artists are out there and people are reading them and i think it's the most wonderful thing in the world that they have a voice so tim's going to be on thursday night then on the 12th Jeanette Pelton, known as J. Traveler Pelton, will be on. And then on the 13th, Lady Redneck. She's coming out of M.T. Michael Stover Management. Um, he does all my indie art, indie music artists. Her music, you've got to come on for that one because her music is amazing. Joanne her Fisher's name's amazing, so I have to. Yeah, of course. Joanne Fisher will be here on the 19th. Uh, Chad Lentz will be here on the 20th. Jason Norwood out of Canada will be here on the 26th. He does um, warehouse, garage, eclectic. He used to be with Cypher. And then uh, my friend Mary Brotherton, I think you know her too, will be here on the 27th. So this, this we're we're filling up. July filled up, August is filled up, I think September's filled up. I think we're filled up all the way till October. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I was I was hearing about that too. That that's, you need, that's pretty crazy. Hey ask and you shall receive, my friend. Mm-hmm. The way it goes. Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. So where are you now? I know you're driving back to In in an undisclosed location down a desolate highway where it's filled with cornfields and sadness and cow shit. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Okay. That sounds like a storyline to me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And we just got uh, flagged by the SEC. Just that quick. We started and we ended. No. (laughs) Remember, this this is online. They don't care. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, they will. Is, <laughs> no, they they won't. Trust me. I've had some pretty wicked people on this on on this show with some pretty wicked wording, and no, what, what was the what was that one show that you did? Uh, man, a couple of years ago, since we're doing the flashbacks, there was one show that you and I talked about that you were like, Ian, and I'm trying to do my best Yvonne voice right now. She's like, Ian, 
I tell you what, there's not a lot in this world that makes my jaw drop, but this man made my jaw drop for for how crazy he went. And I don't remember who it was. Do you remember? I don't remember. No. I mean, that was another lifetime ago. (laughs) When you said that story, I I knew how how, uh, pivotal that was. I was like, wow, that's... yeah, that doesn't happen with Yvonne that often. <laughs> no, it doesn't because Yvonne's heard it all, seen it all, done, done most it of all. it. <laughs> Pretty no, much. Good majority of it. Pretty but much. Even even though your schedule's filling up so quick, I think we still got a little bit of room for some other people too, right? Yeah, we do. We do. In fact, you wasn't there somebody you're going to run down for me? Well, I'm just trying to be your apprentice bounty hunter. But, yeah, I got a couple of them that I have some some active warrants on them. Okay, that works. Let's see if we can get Ross Cooper back. Yeah. I'll I'll hit him up after after the show tonight and let him know he got a shout-out. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what this show is all about is there are no – Egos on this show. There are there's no judgment. There's no pretense, right? And we just what you see is what you do. We just do. go. Yes, yeah. we're just people. We just come in and we do our best, and we uh, walk away with our heads held high, knowing that for that one hour we did what we could. And that's actually um, funny that you mentioned that again. I keep saying going back down memory lane. That's um, kind of what brought the Phoenix writers together a little bit with uh, the that kind of mentality and that we're all at different parts of our journey and that's that's what really launched a couple of the indies off um, do you remember how we met that that was a lifetime ago too my child it just seems like you've been <laughs> in my like, life forever right you're like stop it stop it <laughs> so um, you know there's not everybody has the best intentions like we do. Not everybody's out to help everybody, right? Sometimes there's right. people that are out to to take what you have and, and use it for their own devices. And we won't mention the company or anything like that, but you heard what happened to some of the younger uh, – there yes. was about four or five of us that uh, went through some stuff. And uh, – once you heard that, you, you swept us up under your wings and you said, come, children, time to write another book. And I remember a couple of us were, were downtrodden and distraught, but I remember I was one of the ones that I'm like, you know what, maybe we can try again. And most of those books you listed are actually from the Phoenix Writers crew, just the opportunities with uh, one of our good friends, Shauna Platt. Um, yeah. She, she did a great job uh, with her anthologies and you already said Nick Nick's a great man he's been he's been busy this year hasn't he he has been busy you know he lost both his father and his mother uh yeah I did see that I did see that so definitely if you guys have uh you know thoughts prayers whatever you believe in send some Nick's way because he, he ain't going down easy he's not going down silent but man he's been hit Guess what I am looking at? Uh Uh-oh. I am looking. 
I am, <laughs> the FCC on us again? No. <laughs> no. I am looking at a song that is still on my playlist by Russ Cooper. Are you? So I think I will play it. Since we've already done a shout-out, we might as well play It's called Okra Whiskey and a Cornbread Moon by Ross Cooper. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good Let stuff me pl- right there. Right, I'm going to play it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another indie artist that we're trying to get back on our show. And if you've not heard of this guy, when, don't go now. Wait until the show is over and go pull him up on YouTube. It's Ross Cooper. So hold on. We're going to play this song for you.
And ladies and gentlemen, that was Roth Cooper with Old Crow Whiskey and a Cornbread Moon. And I guarantee you, wait till the show's over. Don't go now. Go and pull up Ross Cooper on YouTube. And I guarantee you, you will fall in love with him. He is just an amazing artist. Is he not, Ian? Oh, he is. And he's a great person, too. So it's even better when you can connect with the person and the art. So he's a great guy. So if if any of you see him, he has an active warrant by amateur bail, bail bounty hunter person. I screwed that up. That's okay. It's me. I'm looking for this guy. You get him in contact with me, and you'll be rewarded with uh, his merchandise, I guess. He'll give it to you for free. Well, is I that, think is that what I'm going to do. <laughs> also, what I'm going to do, Michael Stover is his um, PR person. I think I'll contact okay. Michael and say I want to get him back on the show, too, because he sent me a whole list of people, and every once in a while he sends me, yeah, they can do it on this day. That's how we're filling up so fast. And Michael Stover's another one of those that's been with me for a while, at least four years. And he's kept in contact. The beauty of networking. So this, yeah, this is how I get all these um, independent artists. Because it's it's like I told them when they came on, I said, you are such a good artist and you're such a real person. You're going to go far. And every one of them have done great things. Jamie Lee Thurston. um mm-hmm. Scott Southworth, Richard Lynch, um, Matt Weston, all these artists have just absolutely blown themselves out of the water. And it makes my heart just burst with pride because we had a small hand in that. So, oh, and those people always remember where they came from, too. They always remember that you had a small hand in that. And it's not for... Uh, not for for arrogance but it is it is nice to have people that remember the people that brought them up Uh, well that and and they got exposure in places that they might not have i mean when this thing's running all over the world people all over the world are able to to hear them from this show and they don't have to leave their house That that's the beauty, ladies and gentlemen. That's the beauty of internet shows, of internet podcasts. You just call in. I give you a call in number. You call in. Ian's driving down the road on a lonely road where there's thousands of cornfields and probably dead bodies. But you're you call in. (laughs) You call. So that wasn't cow manure that I was smelling. That was dead bodies. Great. That was dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Yvonne. Appreciate that. <laughs> I'll drive a little faster. <laughs> when you start seeing children walking out of the cornfield, <laughs> run. I was I was wondering what that was going on. Thanks for that. Yeah. And and for those too of y'all Yes, for those of y'all that are too young to to know what I'm talking about, there was a movie out years ago called Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn. And they actually came out of the cornfields. Yeah, it was a classic horror. It's a cult horror movie. Is what it is. So let's get back to Phoenix Riders. You had talked about dragging them out of the the ashes and and rising them up again. I think that that we need to bring them on the show, and they need mm-hmm. to dust off their keyboards and 
pull out their their pencil sharpeners and their pencils and their little ink wells and their little ink pens and their pads and their whatever and start writing again it's it's time people it's it's time to bring them up out of the ashes oh and you know what because you and I work so well together and we bounce ideas off very quick and and sometimes we don't even know what we're saying until we say it I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna step you up one. So I'm thinking we should make an anthology with Phoenix writers and then some of your um musical indie artists should make a soundtrack to go with the book. Ooh, that and then would some be of our cool. some of our indie artists, uh painters or sketch artists should maybe make an illustration for the pages and start combining multiple people into one work of art, one big uh, anthology. That would be nice. I don't know. That, I, I think I think we got enough time. I mean, make it due in December. It could be a nice Christmas present for, for those who celebrate. Artists do all of Well, how many of those books <laughs> can you get your fingers on? Oh, I, I think we have a network that, uh, I think they'll come to us. I don't think we need to go to them, right? Well, put it out there. Yeah. We could start up. We could know. start. We could start a uh, start up a Phoenix group again on social media, so that everybody has a place to come. So we're not trying to read a dozen different threads in a dozen different places on a dozen different pages. Yeah, and actually, that that brings up a good point too. Speaking of thread pulling, did did you tell people how to? Uh, get a hold of you to to get on the show or get in contact with you? I did. You missed that part. But we will do it again. Yeah, I probably, bad service, bad service. I'll just blame bad (laughs) self-service. What? See, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I have to put up with out of my children. So disrespectful. No, me and Rodney Dangerfield, no respect at all. No respect, no respect. (laughs) I'll go on timeout, Yvonne, while you explain how to get on the show. <laughs> yeah, he's going to put himself in timeout. We'll see how long that lasts. Y'all forget I know it this. It doesn't kid. last long, does it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can contact me on my Facebook page under Yvonne Mason, or you can contact me at mason 84 at yahoo.com or off the chain radio at yahoo.com. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this show is really for all of y'all. It's not for me. I I can fill my days with many, many different things. But this show is to highlight all each of you and to to give you the exposure and to help you succeed. There is an adage that I use is we should never look down on anyone except to lift them up. And the one thing that I want to be remembered for on my tombstone when I'm no longer among the living, when I'm harassing the dead, is that I made a difference in one person's life. If it's just one person that I make a difference in, then my job is done. So understand this show is for each of you all. This is to help you succeed, to help you get exposure and places like the Netherlands or England or France or Ireland or Scotland or even South Africa. 
And yes, we do make that reach, especially when this podcast goes up on other podcasts. So please contact us because we'll get you on the show. And don't worry about being shy. We'll get that out of you in about 30 seconds, won't we, Ian? Actually, it took about two shows, I think, for me. I'm not going to lie. So, <laughs> you remember, I, I, you know, before the show, because we were talking about memory lane and all that, I, I listened to our original shows, and I'm like, man, you can hear the rigidity in my voice. Like, But something about working with Yvonne, I mean, it, it does. It only takes a couple of minutes if you're open to it, and you'll be talking about cow cow poop and dead bodies in no time on on the air for 200 countries and hundreds and you of thousands be, of people. And you won't be shy about it either. No, not, not even a little bit of blushing. I didn't put myself in time out that time either. Hey, you know, it's funny, too, that you say all these countries. There are some countries that um, I remember you and I had to Google. Like, we yeah. had to, no kidding, Google and be like, oh, wow. And then that was actually a cool thread that we got to pull together that, we got to learn a whole new culture and a whole new place. And that's what she's talking about, y'all. Like, this show is not just in your room. We're all together right now, be it, um, you know, in your cars, at your houses. We're all together. And, you know, we wish you were here to talk with us, too. Um, Yvonne and I can probably talk for a couple of hours. And we, we typically do, actually, I think. We have been known to do that, yeah. I think the last but, time we talked, it was like 1 o'clock before we hung up. In the yeah, morning, not in the but, afternoon. It was in the morning. No, no. That was that was, that was was a two-hour conversation. That was a good time. But, but, Work again, asked me like, what I did so late last night, and I said, uh, well, to Yvonne Mason. And they said, oh, okay, we understand. No. <laughs> 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 so my reputation precedes me. It does. It does. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I get it. I get it. Uh-huh. Just ask me if they need any anybody hunted. I'll be happy to hunt them. I can do it from from my from my laptop in my chair and and find them and just like that. It's not a problem. It'll take five minutes. <laughs> if that long, yeah. And and I don't even have to have a name. Just give me a thread. I'll I'll pull that thread till I unwind it completely. It's not a big deal. And when I when I say and and we are five minutes away from the end of this show, ladies and gentlemen, if this is why I say this hour goes by so fast, and we have so much fun at it, it it is unreal. So, Ian, you guys ain't laughing. You don't have a sense of humor. (laughs) Are they dead? I mean, hey, however we can get them listener numbers up, let's do it, Yvonne. No. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll raise them from the dead. It's not a problem. <laughs> not a problem at all. Don't wreck the car, Ian. Don't wreck the car. So, do you? I, you know, I've only to... swerved a couple times. Okay. Well, we don't we don't want the little blue lights going whoop 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 and they pull you over and say, uh, sir, have you been drinking? And you just say, no, I've been doing a radio show with my crazy mama. And yeah, right. I'll do be- you know Yvonne Mason? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you will. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you will. So, do you want to give some words of wisdom, some sage advice for those that are out there? that um, 
they can carry with them, and hopefully we will get them on the show. Yeah, we can do that. I'll lob the I'll lob the ball out, and you uh you you crack it for a home run. How's that? Okay. So I'm thinking sage advice that I can give is that uh, life's lonely enough as it is, so you need to find your tribe, and you need to you know sometimes learn how to be a lone wolf, but sometimes you gotta walk with a pack too. And every pack's not the best pack for you, and those will be weeded out eventually, but. Not everyone should be sitting at your table because some people sit at your table and they'll eat your food and they don't even leave a tip. But other people, they'll help you build the meal and they'll help you make the night. And those are the people you need to let sit at your table. It's fine if you keep some people standing around in the room, but your your table is a sacred thing. Your pack is a sacred thing. And when you find it, you, you better be grateful because not everybody finds their tribe. Not really finds their their people, and I think that's one of the biggest things that I've been very fortunate about in my life is that I've I've met people like Yvonne, like some of the indie authors, some personal people in my life that uh, you know, I always say I I have a a library that I've cataloged all the memories that I've had through my life, and I, I cherish that library. So I hope you guys cherish that too, and I hope you stay strong, and I hope you tune in. Yvonne, crack it out. Crack it out the park. Okay, well then, join us tomorrow night. Yes, Ian will be back when we bring uh, the music guide Christopher Plain at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. Share this show. Share it with your friends. Get in contact with either Ian or myself, and we'll get you on the show. And if you have an issue you want to talk about, we'll do that too. That's why we call this off the chain. But understand, it's like Ian says, life is too short to have toxic people in your life. Cut them out because they are like a cancer. They will suck you dry and then throw you away. So cut out all the toxic people. Only have people in your life that build you up, lift you up, that you can build up and lift up, and that you can both take the journey together in a good way. And understand this, you are here for a purpose. You are beautiful. You are handsome because God don't make ugly. So every morning when you look in the mirror, understand that you have worth. So again, join us tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time for the music guide Chris Plain. And then on the 12th, join us for J. Traveler Pelton, an author. She is just totally amazing. That is next Monday. Next Tuesday night, we have Lady Redneck. This will be her first time on the show. I cannot wait to interview her. Her music will just knock your socks right off. So until tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, This is your host, Yvonne Mason, with Off the Chain, with my co-host, partner in crime, a son by design who I adopted, Ian Bush. Say goodnight, Ian. Goodnight, y'all. Hey, if nobody else says it, we love you. Love you too, honey. So we will see all of you tomorrow night at 8 o'clock during daylight time. We are back with Off the Chain.